Good morning, and welcome to The Mental Note with Dr. Darrell R. Pullard, the spiritual leader of today's church, Tampa Bay. This is the day the Lord has made. We are rejoicing and we are glad in it. Thank you so much for being a part of the daily download where the Lord daily loads us with his benefit. I'm telling you, the day is already loaded. It is already jammed and packed with the lessons and the blessings of God. And my heart and my mind are open to receive all the good that God has for me. And I am praying with you today that your heart and your mind are open and receptive to divine unlimited ideas. Welcome again to the Daily Download. If this is your first time watching the Daily Download, welcome to the Daily Download family. Like, follow, and share the Dr. Darrell Pulley page so that you can get notifications of when we are on Facebook Live. And if you're one of our regular Kingdom Citizens, students of truth, you know what time it is. It's time to press that share button and invite a family member, a friend, a neighbor, a co-worker, a classmate, a church member, and let them know that you're looking at the Daily Download Live with Dr. Darrell Pulley and invite them to watch it live with you. Well, we are in the thick of things. We are in the Lenten season. We are in week two, um, looking at the book Wayshower, A New View of Jesus. This is my latest publication, Wayshower, A New View of Jesus. If you've not yet gotten a copy of the book, they are still available on Amazon. You can order it, and they will get you a copy from Amazon. You can also get it from Barnes & Nobles. Anywhere books are sold, you can get a copy of Wayshower, A New View of Jesus. And yes, we are taking off our old glasses, our old way of looking at Jesus, and we're opening our hearts and our minds, our perspective to be able to see Jesus in a new way. And God is always opening up things to us, revealing God's self to us, and making God known to us in new and different ways. The question is whether or not we are open to be able to hear what God is saying to us, whether or not we're open to see what it is that God is showing us. And so we're in day number, we're week number two. Um, so this week we're talking about the awakening, um, that we awake in consciousness of the truth of who we truly are. Um, and Jesus had an awakening experience at 12 years old uh, when his parents were looking for him. Uh, yesterday we talked about the search when his parents were looking for him. And today we're talking about day nine, where they actually found him. They found him in the temple. Our scripture for today um, if you can, and we'll be focusing on this scripture all week long. That's the gospel according to Luke, chapter 2, verses 41 to 52. So read that in your own time um, to get the background. And read it over and over again. Read it as many times um, as you can. So because each time you read it, you get something new out of it. You get something different out of it. The word of God is never stale. It is never stagnant. It is always fresh manna. It is always fresh bread for you. So again, we're looking at Luke chapter 2, verses 41 to 52. And our verse that we're focusing on today is 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse number 19. Again, that's 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse number 19. And I'm going to read it straight from the book today. It says, don't you know that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you? 
which came from God, and you are not your own. Let's read that again. Don't you know that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which came from God, and you are not your own? 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse number 19. Our denial, that which we are getting rid of, that which we are removing from our lives, it says, I cannot be where I am not. I can only be where I am. Come on, just deny that. You know, you try to be 10 places at one time. You can only be at one place at a time. And not just physically, but mentally, emotionally, financially, socially, wherever you are, you can only be in that place. You can't be where you're not. And even if you got goals to go different places, you got to focus on where you are right now to see what you need to do to get you where it is that you desire to go. You can't focus on where you've been uh, because that doesn't, that can't change. But focus on where am I right now? What are the decisions that got me where I am? And where is it that I desire to be? All right, our affirmation is I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be in every area of my life. Can you affirm that with me today? I'm exactly where I am supposed to be in every area of my life. Come on, let's work with that idea. I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be in every area of my life. You should not be anywhere else than where you are right now. You are where you're supposed to be in every area of your life. And I know that's a challenging idea for some of us to embrace, but that's the truth. You are exactly where you're supposed to be in every area of your life. Doesn't mean you don't have goals, dreams, hopes, and aspirations, but where you are right now today is exactly where you're supposed to be in every area of your life. All right, and our kingdom principle is today is divine placement. Yes, that, that, that's why I say that every day, that uh, God is, this day is jam-packed with blessings and blessings, and you are exactly where you're supposed to be in every area of your life. So let go of the wouldas and the couldas and the shittas, and if I had known then what I know now, that I would be so much further along. Let all that erroneous thinking go and just deal with the idea. I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be in every area of my I cannot be where I'm not. I can only be where I am. And I, there's something here here for me. You are where you're supposed to be because there's something here for you right where you are. And if you get so focused on where you're going and where you desire to go, you'll miss all the good stuff, all the lessons and all the blessings that are right where you are. So affirm that one more time, I'm exactly where I am supposed to be. All right, so we're looking at day number nine, the temple. We're seeing Jesus, our way shower, our example of what it means to be fully human and fully divine. So they go to, you know, their hometown to be able to pay their taxes, to be able to do the census report. And Jesus is with Mary and Joseph, who are considered his parents at the time. He's under their authority. He's under, he's submitted to them as his parents. The Bible says, children, obey your parents, for this is the first and great commandment with promise. And um, they lose him. They can't find him. You know, it takes them a day to figure out that he's not with them, um, and they can't find him. And so they're frantic. They're looking everywhere for him. And uh, where they find him is in the temple. And my question, as I said yesterday when I was preaching at today's church in Tampa, I said, where else would he be but the temple? If you really know him, 
You know, where else would it be? Why not the temple be the first place that you look? And so they find him in the temple with the doctors and the lawyers asking questions. Notice that he wasn't just answering questions, but the Bible says he was also asking questions, which tells us that he is unfolding, he's growing, and he's developing. And the Bible says, and the child grew and waxed strong in wisdom and favor and stature and knowledge um, and in favor with God and with people. That shows us right there Jesus' developmental process. That this 12-year-old experience that he had in the temple was an awakening for him. It was a salvation experience. It was an experience where he became totally clear about who he was and what he was called to do. When his parents got on him and, you know, they're correcting him and rebuking him, he said, why were you looking for me? Don't you know that I have to be about my father's business, which is the King James Version? The NIV says, don't you know I have to be in my father's house? Um, and so today we're talking about the temple. And we're talking about your body being the temple. And I'm saying to you today in a question, are you comfortable in your own skin? Are you comfortable with you being the temple of the living God? You know, I am comfortable being God's temple. I am comfortable with me. That's what our subject is today. I am comfortable with me. I see myself as the temple of God, and I am comfortable with me. Come on, let's say it again. I am comfortable with me. Pulling point number one is comfortable. That's going to be point number one, comfortable, that I am comfortable with me. Because many times we're comfortable, um, uncomfortable in various places because we're not comfortable with ourselves. When you are comfortable with you, then wherever you are, you are comfortable because wherever you are, you take you. And as long as I'm taking me and I'm the temple of God and God is dwelling within me, then I can be comfortable in any space because I am comfortable with me. Come on, let me say that again. When you are comfortable with yourself, when you are comfortable in your own skin, you can go any place, you can be around anybody, and you can be comfortable because the comfort is with me. And so because I bring me into the space, and because my body is the temple of the Holy Spirit that came from God and God dwells in me, wherever I am, God is. Amen. And all is well all the time because God is in me. God is the everywhere, evenly present, spirit of absolute good. God is in me. God is above me. God is beneath me. God is in front of me. God is beside me. God is behind me. You know, God to my left, God to my right. And so because I am the temple, I, and that's why I wore this shirt today, I am the place where God lives. I'm the place where God shows up. And thank you, Colette Jones, for this wonderful t-shirt. And it reminded me as I put it on today that I'm the temple. So Jesus was comfortable in the temple. And metaphysically, that means that Jesus was comfortable with himself. And until you get comfortable with yourself, you're not going to be comfortable anywhere else with anybody else because you're not comfortable with yourself. So if you're feeling uncomfortable on your job, you got to ask yourself the question, am I comfortable with me? If you're feeling uncomfortable in your home, instead of trying to change it externally, let's deal with it in here. I'm comfortable with me. I'm comfortable with me or my job. If I'm feeling uncomfortable in a meeting, in a community setting, if I'm feeling uncomfortable in a church setting, I've got to ask myself the question, am I comfortable with me? Because when I am comfortable with me, I can be comfortable anywhere I go. All right, are you comfortable with you? Are you comfortable in your own skin? Are you comfortable with how you look? 
Are you comfortable with how tall or short you are? Are you comfortable with the color of your skin? Are you comfortable with you being the temple of God? Yes, with all the lumps and all the bumps and cellulite and cellulite and cellulose, are you comfortable with you, with your light as well as your darkness, with your successes as well as your failures? Are you comfortable with you, with your idiosyncrasies, with your, with your little stuff? You know, are you comfortable with you that even though there are things in my life that I'm working on, that it's my stuff. And it's my stuff to work on, and I am comfortable with me. Come on, affirm that I am comfortable with me. Pulling point number one, you've got to be comfortable with you. That's what Jesus being in the temple meant. It meant that he was comfortable with himself and that he saw himself. He had this awakening. I am the child of God. I am the place where God lives. This is the Father's house, and therefore I must be about my Father's business. He was comfortable in his own skin. All right? Pulley point number two. When I'm comfortable with myself, I can create. Pulley point number two is create. So when I'm comfortable with me, and I go into a space, where there's other stuff going on. I may feel discomfort. I may feel the atmosphere or the tension or the energy in the room is not, you know, the climate is not loving and warm and accepting. That I can create a different place. I can create a different space because I'm creating from within. I'm creating from the comfort that I feel with myself as the temple of God and God being in me that I can create comfort in any space. I can center myself in the presence of God. I can take a deep breath. I can remind myself of the truth of, of who I am and I'm where I'm supposed to be. I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. So if I'm in this situation, this is where I'm supposed to be. So I'm here to create a climate of comfort so that I can be comfortable in this space. So if I'm comfortable in here, from this place, knowing that I am the place where God lives, then I can create comfort anywhere. That's why I said it. You can create comfort anywhere. Once you are comfortable with you, you can create a comfortable environment. You can permeate and shift the atmosphere, the energy, the environment that's in the room when you're comfortable with you because from that space of being comfortable with you, you're able to create. You know, and find out where those places that I feel most comfortable. And when you realize where you're most comfortable, where it's naturally, you know, comfortable for you to be, where it doesn't take a lot of effort to be around these people, it doesn't take a lot of energy to be in this particular space, you know, then you can not only create, pulling point number three, you can recreate it. You know, if you created it once and you got, you know, it's almost like um, sometimes I'm in a restaurant and I drink tea. You know, I'm a tea drinker. And so um, I get my tea comfortable. You know, the right amount of honey, the right amount of lemon, the right amount of tea. I get my tea comfortable. I get exactly the way that I desire for it to be. And then what happens is that sometimes I'm in conversation and the server comes and they pour more hot water. Or they, oh, let me refresh your tea, and they pour more hot water. You know, I had it exactly the way I desired for it to be. But because I know how I like my tea, I'm able to recreate it and make it. What it when they first give me that tea, 
They give me the water, they give me the tea bag, they give me the honey, they give me the lemon. And because I'm comfortable with how I like my tea, I'm able to create the perfect cup of tea. I don't care what restaurant I go to. I'm able to get the right mix of the honey and the lemon and the water and the tea not too strong because I'm comfortable with how I like my tea. I can create that perfect cup of tea. I don't have to be at home to have perfect tea. I can have it in any rest. I've gone to different countries and I've been able to create that same perfect cup of tea because I'm comfortable with it. I'm the perfect cup of tea. So therefore, I'm able to create the perfect cup of tea. And once I did it, because first I thought I could only do it at home, but once I created it somewhere else other than my home, then I knew I could recreate it anywhere. That I can make the perfect cup of tea anyway. I don't care what the brand of tea is, what the flavor of the tea is. I'm able to create the perfect cup of tea and recreate it. Keep recreating wherever I am because I'm comfortable with how I like my tea. And what I'm saying to you today, that you are the temple of God. And when you are comfortable with you, point number one, you can create comfort anywhere. And once you do it somewhere else, you can recreate and do it anywhere else. Um, yes, this is week two. So remember, last week we were drinking our water. 64 ounces of water up to half your body weight in ounces. I weigh 200 pounds, so I drank 100 ounces of water. This week, because we're focusing on Jesus' awakening at 12, when he knew that he was a child of God and nothing could separate him from God. He did it at 12, so we're doing 12-hour fasting. That's what we suggest. I've never done that, you know, like that before. I'm finding all this information about intermittent fasting, um, and I'm going to try it. You know, so my goal today is to eat from 8 um, a.m. to 8 p.m. and to go from 8 p.m. to 8 a.m. tomorrow and not eat anything, just to drink water. And that's how I'm going to get my water in. Because during those hours when I feel hungry, instead of eating something, I'm going to take a drink. And I'm going to drink some water. And so what hours are you fasting? What are going to be your 12 hours? I told you, I told you my business. I told you what I'm going to do. I'm going to do from 8. Uh, I'm going to eat at 8, 8, 8 a.m. today. And I'm not going to eat until 8 p.m. My small meals um, that I normally do. And at 8 p.m., clink, clink, I'm going to shut it down. And I'm not going to eat until 8 a.m. the next day. And during those times when I feel hungry, during that 12-hour period, I'm going to drink water. What are your hours? Are you going to do from 8 to 8? You're going to do from 7 to 7, 6 to 6, 5 to 5, 4 to 4. What are going to be your 12 hours that you're going to commit today to fast this week where you will not have anything but water for a 12-hour period? And do it in consciousness. This 12-hour fasting is for me to be conscious of the 12, of the 12, of that number of divine order where Jesus had an awakening and where he was completely comfortable in his temple so that I can be completely comfortable in my temple, that I can create it, and that I can recreate that comfort anywhere. Come on, let me know. Let me know what 12 hours you're going to do. You can do it. Even if you don't know, so, oh, I don't know, Dr. Pliff, if I can commit to the whole week. What are you going to do today? You can start today. Um, do, try it. And even if you go for four hours, and expand it each day. Even if you go for six hours or eight hours, expand it. It's your adventure in consciousness. It's about your growth, your development. So I'm asking you, when are you going to do your fasting? What 12 hours are you going to do? All right? 
So until tomorrow morning at 6.30 a.m., remember to share this on your, uh, on your page. Um, you can sow a seed, meet a need. You can boost this post um, with the cash app that information is on today. I appreciate all those who continue to give because when you give to the daily download, we take those funds and we boost this post um, on Facebook so that other people can experience it. If you're looking for a shorter version of today's message, you can find it on Instagram or Twitter. If you're looking for previous messages, you can go to our YouTube channel, uh, Dr. Pulley, and all of it is Dr. Pulley written out. Dr. Pulley written out. And if you're looking for information about where we are and various things that we've written, you can go to our website, www.drpulley.com. I love you so much. God bless you. Until tomorrow morning at 6.30 a.m. I don't know what you call them, but I call them Wayshore. My example of what it means to be fully human and fully divine. God bless. You've been listening to The Mental Note with Dr. Darrell R. Pulley, the spiritual leader of today's church, Tampa Bay. For more information about today's church, visit us online at todayschurchtampabay.com.